Hey, welcome back to Monocycle, a podcast by Man Repeller hosted by me, Leandra Medine. This episode is brought to you by no one because we don't have any sponsors yet. If you'd like to partner with us on Monocycle, please do that. Anyway, this week I'd like to touch upon a little bit of what we spoke about last week because I feel like it would be vaguely sociopathic for me to not acknowledge the fact that I cried at the end of last week's episode, but I should have you know that I'm feeling a lot better. And for better or worse, I think that that has to do a ton with the hormones that I'm taking. Um, Also, I've been trying really, really hard and pushing myself really hard to look real good every day. Um, So maybe that's part of the reason why I feel kind of better today. But the thing about feeling better is that when one thing picks up, and so in this instance, my mood starts to feel a bit better, what happens is other areas of your life start to feel like they're falling apart. So here's the thing. I'm feeling a lot better following last week's episode of Monocycle when I spoke a bit candidly about what's going on in my life in regards specifically to IVF. And things seem to be on track and going really well. And my estrogen levels are still playing this evil trick on me. But according to my doctor, my ovaries are looking real large. She asked if I'm experiencing it through my pants. And I was like, thank you for acknowledging the fact that none of my pants are zipping up on me. I found that really, really thoughtful. Uh, But the thing I realized as a result of feeling better about my emotional mood is that when one thing seems to be going well, invariably what happens is something on the other end of your life starts to feel like it's falling apart. So just last week at the end of the week, one of my favorite employees who I adore as a person but also as an employee because she's so loyal and smart and strong told me that she was leaving because of an opportunity at a much bigger company. And I'm really proud of her and it feels really cool that she's going to another company and has sort of graduated from Man Repeller after two and a half years of working together. But in addition to all that we already have going on at Man Repeller, uh, that is hiring multiple new employees, moving into a new office, uh, figuring out who we are, what we are, where we're going. But anyway, so in addition to kicking this thing into high gear, um, and trust me, you are so going to like what emerges as a result of this period. Um, I now have to replace her, find a new employee, find a couple new employees to replace her which is really hard. And when she first told me she was leaving, it sort of felt like I was at the top of a breakup. You know, when you, you feel that something is kind of off and you're not, you're not really sure what it is and you're not expecting it to be so bad. And then finally the answer emerges. And for a minute, you just feel so calm and comfortable because you know that there's an answer. Nothing is up in the air anymore. And so you fling yourself into survival mode and then slowly it starts to sink in that major change is about to occur. Basically what happened to me is I went to bed that night and I woke up at like 2.17 a.m. and I thought that I was just up for like a minute because I'd been so exhausted from my day. And what happened is I couldn't fall back asleep until around 6.15. So during those four hours, my mind was spiraling out of control. I, I kind of couldn't 
believe what was happening. I had a million and one thoughts and a million and one different directions about social media and audience development and man repeller sales and the editorial calendar and what's going to be for fashion week and what should I wear? And it was just, it was not a good time to be thinking about things that I ultimately wouldn't even remember the following morning, but I couldn't get myself out of it. And it was so... It was so scary. So I fell back asleep. I slept for 45 more minutes and then I started my day. And I was really, 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 really exhausted the following day. And um, on Friday morning, I hit my head against my kitchen counter and my husband saw and freaked out because I was feeling really down again. But I powered through that too. Listen, look at me now. I'm doing fine. Can't you hear it in my voice? I feel okay. And here's part of the reason why I feel okay. Because for the past 72 hours, I have not been tolerating the ability to feel anything less than great. And so how do I do this? I fake it. I think what I do is actually a defense mechanism. I turn everything into the world's greatest disaster and it will never be as bad as my mind thinks it's going to be, um, which I feel like defends me or protects me against the worst possible case scenario. But I take my mind to these really dark and far places for kind of no reason, right? Because even though I think I'm protecting myself, what I'm actually doing is exposing myself to what ifs that never actually come true, that are most likely not going to come true, uh, which is super weird, right? The reason I want to talk about the problems that emerge as they do is because we all come up with reasons to complain, right? And even though the reasons are different, we can probably agree on the coping mechanisms that do and don't work. Uh, I think the coping mechanism that's worked best for me is that whole concept of faking it that I was talking about earlier. You know, you, you always hear fake it till you make it. And I don't know why I always synonymize faking it till you make it with 50 cents get rich or die trying but (laughs) i cannot i cannot say fake it till you make it without seeing like nine gunshot wounds on a chest on like like very very tight abs so people talk about this concept of faking it till you make it all the time and very clearly a lot easier said than done. I mean, I went to meet my mom on Friday afternoon and I was just in the worst mood because I'd had the longest day and she was all calm and relaxed and she's like, la-di-da-di-da, I just cooked, let's get a pedicure. And it took me like half an hour to get out of my shitty mood and my time with her was so limited and I was like, why did I spend the first 30 minutes I had with my mom this afternoon looking like such a grouch and acting like such a bitch? It was um it was really annoying and it's really hard and sometimes when you're in a bad mood you just want to stay in the bad mood because partially I think because you're embarrassed that you're in such a bad mood and so the longer that you remain in that spiral the less likely you are to have to confront the reality of your natural state of existence meaning for as long as you're in a bad mood you're still in it The minute you get out of the bad mood and are in a good mood, you can reflect on that bad mood and be like, yikes, sorry about that. And it's super hard to see that when you're still feeling grumpy. 
three ways it's been much easier to fake a good mood included uh, number one, not leaving home until I felt exceptionally good in what I was wearing. Number two, setting small goals for myself. I can't have a coffee today until I make someone else smile, for example. And uh, number three, getting ahead of my work no matter what that means. And so even if it's easier for me to sit here and complain and lament and wax poetic on all the reasons the world sucks and I hate that I have to live in this place, uh, forcing myself to put that stuff aside, like just put it away and do what's directly in front of me, whether that means writing a story or recording an episode of this podcast or trying to find new employees. <laughs> um and, and so just sort of putting that stuff aside and what you'll find when you put the bullshit aside, like all the emotional shit aside in order to just be objective and um, like stern about what you need to do is that the stuff doesn't come back up because it's all emotional stuff and it's very, it's very timely. It's very of the moment. So when you're in it, you're in it. But if you, if you push yourself out of it, it's not, it's not really going to just creep back up. Of course, this doesn't always help when there are deeper rooted issues, but even when there are all of the stuff that um, all of the stuff that starts to emerge as a top layer just aggravates it and makes you even more irritable. But for the topical situations where you're upset, contingent on X or as a result of variable Y, just the way that changing a sweater could change how you feel about an outfit just that one top layer forcing yourself out of the head of being in this top layer topical anger really really works I think we all have the capacity to fake it and I think that it's a really interesting distraction and exercise to at least try it the next time you're in a bad mood so please just do me the solid the next time someone pisses you off and it's a small situational frustration just pretend it didn't bother you or let it bother you be angry for five minutes and then just put it aside just say I'm not going to deal with this right now put it aside and tell me if 20 minutes later it's still bothering you but for for the people who can't quite get to that point it might help to think about the fact that if it's not for you, if you're not faking it for your own well-being, which, by the way, you absolutely should because that's what it's all about, um, at least do it for the people around you, right? Because if you come into the office or you go into a classroom or you meet your friends for breakfast or lunch or dinner or whatever, the energy that you bring is is going to change the vibe and energy of the people around you. There are energy-neutral people, energy-positive people, energy-negative people. You don't want to be an energy-negative person, right? I, I like we all know those people and we fucking hate them. So why would we want to be the people that we hate, right? You think about the fact that by you bringing your shit in with you, it will actually affect the work of the people around you. And then it makes you wonder if it's worth it, right? Because that's kind of what I did. Like I was, I was just feeling so, I was feeling so down on myself and it was literally a week ago that I was sitting here and crying about how badly I felt about myself. But at a certain point, I just confronted myself and said, this isn't me. I want to feel like myself again. I want to be happy. I want to feel good. And so I started to fake it. And here we are having this conversation. And I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I feel much more up. And I, I feel like I sound much more up. And I don't know. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know if you're going through anything. But I do know that stuff never stops happening 
And if we look for reasons to complain, we will always find them. Something that I said in the last episode, which is what made me choke up, I've been thinking about a lot lately. That life really is beautiful and we have to let it in. And in order to experience it, we have to allow it to shine the light on us. But I think that when I said that, what I really meant is that we have to reframe our methods of thinking. Because everything has the potential to be good. Everything has the potential to be seen as a blessing and a learning experience and a tool of motivation to make us better. And so if we frame our mindset as this is all for self-improvement, this is all making me better, and I'm not going to get out of this place alive, so I better enjoy the time I have here, regardless of the circumstance, then we can live such easier lives. What motivates us to continue forward on this earth beyond our own respective levels of happiness? And if we're all happy and if we're all faking happiness to the point that it becomes real, doesn't that make for a much more holistic society? I'm so sorry I just said that. Oh my God. Just fire me now. Gosh. In case you're wondering... The employee who resigned is still resigned. And we haven't found her replacement yet. And I've probably only slept about, I don't know, 11 hours in the last five days. But I'm still running on positive energy because I refuse to let myself do anything else. Because there is no point. I'm going to have to run, right? So whether it's on positive or negative energy, it's still going to be energy. And I may as well just smile along. And so that when I catch my reflection in the mirror, I could sort of wink at it and be like, this is so fucked up. But it's also kind of awesome. So do me a favor, please. The next time you want to complain about something... Remember that you're not hurting anyone but the little girl inside of you who just wants to play dress up and feel like a fucking lunatic. Signing off, Leandra! If you're looking for a job, by the way, why don't you submit a resume to careers at manrepeller.com? Please don't forget to give us a five-star rating on iTunes.